Welcome to Zero to CEO, where seasoned entrepreneurs will teach you how to succeed. I'm your host, Jason Sherman. In today's episode, I'm talking to voiceover artist and audio branding expert, Jody Krangle. Welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Today's topic is why your audio can make or break your brand. Mm-hmm. And uh, music has and audio has kind of transformed every single industry, if you think about it, and it's given it like a theme or like a sound that you can remember. It brings back memories. So is that how you make your connections to your audiences is to try to encompass like a sound or a theme that resonates with the audience? I think it's almost broader than that in in a way, in that you brand yourself visually in a certain way for a certain reason, and your audio should do the same thing, and they should match. Because if they don't match, there's a disconnect, and people are going to wonder if you're really who you say you are. <laughs> yeah, it's like a really emotional moment in like a TV show, and then in mm-hmm. comes like a the wrong kind of music that makes it kind of upbeat, and you're like, wait a minute, what happened there? Yeah, there's 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 a phenomenon in movie act in movies actually, and and you probably, I mean, you must know this as well. Like, if I don't want to be scared by a movie, I'll turn off the sound. All those because, suspenseful moments. That, yeah. Well, because that emotional context just disappears. You can just look at it and you don't get that emotional context, which means you don't care as much. So if you extrapolate from that, your audio makes people care. (laughs) And and that sounds like that's what you're looking for in what what you do is to find that connection, right? To make them deeply care, right? And how do you do that? How do you produce that powerful type sound? Like the Jaws moment. Yeah. You know, Uh, that's yeah. I mean, sometimes there's just magic in a bottle and you just don't know what's going to make it happen. But, uh, you know, I I am not someone who actually makes audio brands. I'm a voice actor, so I'm a part of that audio brand. And I talk to a lot of people on my own podcast about audio branding and what that can do for a brand. But I, I really feel that it creates that emotional context and lets people in a moment figure out exactly what your company's DNA really is. And it gets down to that deeper meaning. So the same reason that you would pick a font or a color or a particular logo for your visuals of your business, you have to think about that for your audio. So you have all sorts. So you're talking about an audio logo? There's like a, there's such thing as that? Sonic logos. Yeah, there definitely are. But again, that's only one part of an audio brand. So there's a whole bunch of things that goes into that. Um, Jingles, Sonic logos, any kind of touch point that your company has, for instance, MasterCard just redid, well, several years back now, but it's gotten a lot of acclaim. They redid their audio brand. And of course, they have touch points on machines all over the world. So every time that someone does a transaction through a MasterCard, they get a sound and that sound is part of their audio brand. So when it comes to things like, for instance, um, Google Home and Alexa and all of that, if you want to differentiate your brand from the other brands that are in the market along with yours, have a sound. Because Mm -hmm. in that kind of a context, there's no other way to be differentiated. (laughs) Yeah, there's, and I'm thinking, I'm just thinking here, like all the different times I've seen a movie start or a commercial or a product and there's like a sound associated mm-hmm. with it or a jingle associated and you instantly know what that is. Yes. Right. Just, from, like just, from, just from hearing the sound, you know, yep. um, especially famous uh, movie companies when the logo pops up, you know, you know, it's going to be a Lucasfilm movie or, it's yes. gonna, 
you know, or it's going to be a production by MTV or whatever yeah. it is, you know. Yeah. So I I get that. That's okay. So it's it's connecting the the audio to the the brand imagery, the visuals to try to evoke the same emotion that you're getting from the visuals as an audio, and then. How do you tie in your voiceover narration into that same feeling? Like, how do you, are, are you like tapping into certain emotions? Like, what are you, what are you doing? Well, um, as a musician, you probably come across this as well. But when you hear the music, that sort of gives you the tone that you need to, uh, to do when you're doing a project for a company. And again, my voice may not fit the audio brand of every company. I totally understand that. That's why there are many other voice actors out there, right? <laughs> like, right. I, you know, I don't typically do things, for instance, for sports companies. That's just, I don't have a cool enough voice for that. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Well, it depends, it depends what sport. It depends on what sport, exactly. But uh, maybe chess. Maybe I could do chess. I don't know. But, <laughs> but, but like I tend to do a lot of healthcare and, and okay. finance, right? So those kinds of things are right in my wheelhouse. But there are other brands and other types of industries that are in the wheelhouse for other uh, voice actors. So it just depends on what your company's DNA is. And you're trying to tie in the visuals and the audio and make it a full sensory experience. And it can actually be more than just visuals and audio. It could be scent. It could be taste. It could be like, depending on so what your things. brand is, right? Yeah, I'm just starting <laughs> to think of like so many commercials and ads that I've been watching. And you must have to really, you know, get into what the essence is. Like, what are you trying to really tell people? And you have to change your voice, I'm assuming, right? Like if you're doing like an ad for like a drink, it has to be uh, very um, tantalizing for people to like almost imagine what that drink will taste like. I mean, how, how do you do you change your voice for different ads? And do you recommend that business owners hire a voiceover actor who can do that and not just give them the straight voice that they're usually using? They have to be able to give different, you know? I think it depends on what they're trying to accomplish with the audio of their brand. For instance, um, yeah, you could evoke the delicious taste of a drink. But for instance, San Pellegrino, which is something that I've uh, I've had I have on a demo, actually. But that when you when you listen to that, it it's like almost slightly like, eh, I don't care if you like this. I like it, but you can do whatever you want, right? Like that's the kind of feel for, for San Pellegrino because they're just cool and they don't need to prove themselves, right? right. <laughs> so so there's that kind of, there's a different sensibility that you come at a certain script with. And when a voice actor is trained properly and has the right coaching and knows what they're doing, you inherently go to that type of voice that's needed. So it's less about changing your voice and more about changing your attitude. Interesting. I yeah. like that. So it's not really, yeah, so it's not really about the the in, the, the details of the product or the brand. It's also about the feeling or the, you know, the types of the, the angle because everybody has like a different angle, right? So the marketing team might come to you and say, "Yeah, we don't want to do that. We want to do this." And you're like, "Oh, that's not what I was thinking. I got to kind of tap into that that voiceover line oh, yeah. of thinking now. That makes a lot of sense. What do you think of, because I, I run a lot of different brands and things like that, and I've been using a lot of these AI voice narrators. What do you think of those? Because they're pretty realistic. 
They can be. They certainly can be. And I think they're great placeholders. <laughs> um, I would use them as placeholders and not as the real thing. And the only reason that I would do that is because right now, and this may change in the future, but right now the intonations are wrong. So, yeah, the voice sounds fine and realistic, but you don't get the same connection with what they're reading as you would with an actual human being. I agree so, with that. Yeah, so I'm not sure that that's a good look for your brand, and it's certainly not a good sound for your brand. If you want people to think you're cheap, <laughs> sure, okay, but unfortunately, you know, that's kind of the impression that people are left with. That's the power of sound, right? <laughs> yeah, and it's definitely taken over platforms like TikTok, where every other video has that AI voice uh, speaking the words on the screen it's kind of infiltrated people to the point where I feel like they may almost even be used to it. But at the same time, it is very repetitive and it's not, it has no feeling and it has no intonation, yeah. you know? So I, I get, I see both sides. I see as being a placeholder and for cheap just to get it out there, but also it's not professional and it's not, people probably won't take it as serious. Well, I, I've seen a lot of people use it for humor. And in that case, sure. Yeah. I mean, why not? I think it's fun. It's funny. And not everybody is going to have access to a voice actor, you know, or want yeah. access to a voice actor. That's fine. You know, I'm not saying everyone has to hire a voice actor. But what I am saying is, if you care about your company's image, and you want people to connect with who you are as a company and a brand, cheapening out on something like the voice that you use for your brand is not a good way to go. <laughs> yeah, it's like, imagine getting an AI to play Darth Vader. <laughs> Just wouldn't be the same thing, you know? James, yeah. Earl, James Earl Jones was a tough one to, to beat. <laughs> It so. might sound like him, but the <laughs> intonations will be off, right? So it's like the, the, the words don't go together in the right, right way. I don't know how to explain that other than I get it. we've all heard it, right? Because I've, yeah. I've, been, I've been working with it and I've been playing with it. And I think that there's some tricks you can, that you can use to make it sound better, but it's still not perfect. So if you could give people listening or watching uh, three tips to make the best audio experience for their commercial or their ad or their mm -hmm. logo, what kind of advice would you give them? Well, the first thing I would say is, um, yeah, to start off with, you can use a license-free directory to find a good audio for the background of your video or whatever. But I would say be careful with that because when you do that, your competitor could be using the same music. There's no, there's no uh, way to keep anyone else from using the same music. And also, I would say if you decide to invest in an audio brand, that's yours. So no one else can take it and you can modify it to use in multiple different platforms on multiple different videos. And that will save you money from, you know, having a license free directory subscription that you need to, you know, buy a new piece of music every two weeks. No. Like, we make a lot of content these days, right? It used to be like you'd make three or four in a year, and now you're making 50 in a year or more. Yeah, more. <laughs> yeah, like it's just, it's crazy. And I, I understand that that can get really expensive. But if you do invest in the audio brand of your company, then you have something that threads through all of it and connects everything together, which is why using a voice actor that is similar across 
all of those videos can be helpful. I'm not saying you have to do it. I'm not saying everyone should do it. But it, in a sense, it is, again, one of those strands that connects everything together, like a particular riff in the beginning of an, a, a music piece that you're using on your videos or anything that you would use audio-wise. So, so that's number one. Um, number two is to be consistent. And I, in just anything, whatever you decide to do, be consistent because consistent repetition is where the memory comes in. Mm. So unless you're consistently repetitious and, and using something over and over again, people aren't going to remember it. If you change too often, they're not going to remember it. It's not going to make a deep enough impression because it takes... I don't know, seven, eight, nine times of people listening or having touch points with your company for them to remember anything. <laughs> right. Yeah. So that's a, a good thing to keep in mind. And, uh, and yeah, there's just uh, audio is the quickest, almost easiest way for you to reach your audience on a deeper visceral level. So give it some thought. It's not an afterthought. It shouldn't no. be something that you tack on at the end. It should be something you plan for at the front when you're working on your visuals. Yeah. And when I think of consistency and memory and that type of thing, the, the one thing that keeps popping into my head over and over again is Star Wars. Because it's one of those, oh yeah, it's one of those things where you hear the music, you know what's going on, you hear the vroom vroom vroom, you know it's a lightsaber, you hear Chewbacca growling, you hear you know the 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 sounds of John Williams' beautiful orchestral oh, music. music. It's like you know your heart just pounds. Yeah. Like yeah, it's just it's fantastic, and it's all across, and it's threaded all of the all of the movies. It's right? threaded, so right? It's, yeah. a, it's what you're saying. It was like a thread that takes yep. you through every single, even the undertones and the, the, the themes that you mm -hmm. hear of the different characters. So it's like, take that and put it into your brand, right? <laughs> oh, you yeah. Yeah. And they do that in television shows, too. Like, I, I don't know why I love this show, but I've been watching NCIS probably since it started. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. I have no tie to the military. I'm Canadian. I mean, oh, like, it, geez. Just, it just doesn't make any sense at all. But I love the show. <laughs> And I've been watching it for I don't know how long, like before when JAG was even like a thing, right? So I've been watching it a long, long time. And the thread of that music has continued for like, it's been on the air now 19 years, yeah, something like that. Yeah. And JAG was on for 10 years before that. And they used to take themes of music from television shows and change them depending on you know, if it was Christmas or if it was like a, another holiday or it was a really uh, deep, dark kind of uh, episode, then they would make it very minor key kind of. But still with know, the undertones of the still, main theme. Exactly. So it was the thread that went yeah. all the way through. And and um, uh, was Law and Order. Law and Order was one of the ones that did this, too. And NCIS does this, like the 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 sound that happens when you get that black and white flash of their beginning scene or ending scene, right? Law and Order did the same thing. And that just became a thing in some television shows. But it's very much part of an audio brand. Right. And and that's the kind of thinking we have to do when we're mm -hmm. creating a brand is think of the different varieties of ad campaigns you may have, the different types of products you may might be releasing, the different types of platform changes or features you might be launching and basically everything that you have to do in your business or your brand, think ahead about 
a theme you can use that can be modified and changed to fit the different angle you're trying to, different audience you're trying to reach. And uh, if you're working with an experienced voiceover artist like yourself, you'll be able to do the same and be able to modify with them and kind of give them different uh, types of uh, audio. So that's really cool. And I like that. And just to, to close things out, uh, I wanted to mention Urban Tapestry, your all-female <laughs> acoustic band. Because you know, we were talking about Star Wars a little bit, and it's yeah. a sci- sci-fi fantasy theme music in the filk scene, which is folk sure. music type stuff. Tell me uh, real quick how you came to create Urban Tapestry and why you decided to make music in that genre. Oh, my goodness. Well, I've been a singer since I could talk. So I, I've always loved that. But I've always been a, a gamer as well. So Dungeons and Dragons, right? Same, same here. So, yeah. Okay. So I'm, I'm still doing that on a regular basis. So I, uh, first of all, it's a great way to do improv. Oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> Fantastically helps on that. Yeah. Um, but also, I met someone through gaming who introduced me to filking. And I had not heard of it. I had never been to a convention. I didn't even know what it was. And this person introduced me to the women who are uh, a part of Urban Tapestry, my friends, Debbie and Allison. And uh, they, uh, we all just clicked. It all just happened. We just made beautiful music together. It was fantastic. That's so this cool. was back in 1994. Yeah. So really, this was before the internet. Yes. I mean, right when everything started. Um, I've been on the inter- internet since 1995, uh, but yeah, so a long time. But yeah. we um, we just clicked. It just it was great, and we have a, we still have a lot of fun. But we haven't been doing anything for probably three years now. Pandemic, yeah, of the I, pandemic, exactly, yeah. That's cool. At so, least at least you had a chance to do it before the internet. I've done a lot of stuff like yes. that too. So it's very magical times in our lives. Yeah. And, um, so where can people find out more about you or if they need voiceover work uh, or if they want to just check out what you do? Sure. My website is at voiceoversandvocals.com. And if they want to check out the Audio Branding Podcast, that's at audiobrandingpodcast.com. Pretty simple. I also have Clubhouse discussions on audio branding and the power of sound. The club is called the power of sound. So it's a nice. companion to the the uh, the audio the podcast basically and uh, we talk about um anything having to do with sound pretty much so we talk about audio branding we talk about storytelling and podcasting and music and voice ai we have a discussion on the security of synthetic voice coming up on uh, just this wednesday and uh, we do that every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern. And uh, I also have a chat on Thursdays at 2 p.m. Eastern that is called Voices in Podcasting VIP. So that is a melding of voiceovers and podcasting and where they meet. We, Myself and two other uh, friends of mine, we also host that. So super cool, super cool. Yeah. And uh, just uh, give a sh- just give like one last um, goodbye to the listeners in a narration voice. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> uh, well, thank you for listening to the show. We really appreciate your being here. <laughs> and we'll see everyone in next week's episode. Hope you enjoyed the episode. If you learned something today, please support this podcast by subscribing to it, sharing it with your friends, and leaving a five-star review. You can learn more about me at jasonsherman.org, where you'll find information about my book, also called Strap on Your Boots, available on Amazon, as well as my course called Startup Essentials on Udemy or Skillshare. I'll see you at next week's episode.